0: Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, and I'm so happy that you are here today. It's been a minute. It's been about five weeks since I showed up with a solo dose, and as promised, I said that I would about every five-ish weeks. You know, a lot of life happens for each one of us on this path of awakening and uh, in a short period of time. And so five weeks feels like forever. Gosh, last week feels like forever. But I wanted to catch you up because what I have found in running this podcast for five and a half years, but specifically the past two-ish years when we shifted uh, to dedicate solely to aiding and supporting our listeners on the path of awakening, as I'm obviously going through my own and so are my guests, the highest downloads... A, but B, most importantly, hearing from you always comes from when I offer up the solo doses almost exclusively. And so what that shows me is that whatever I'm navigating, we are so in it together. And so I'll either hear from you in ways of like, yes, me too, totally landed, or that opens something in me where I, I did not know to look at it maybe that way or hadn't even considered it, but now I am. And this is what it's showing me and this is what I'm learning and all the things and And that is actually uh, really what I live for, to have that touch point of co-resonance and to know that we are, yes, walking this path in this way where it doesn't feel like we're so alone, it can get a little bit more exciting and certainly far more comforting to know that we're in it together, even though we may never meet in person or connect even on the socials, etc. cetera, although I always love that. So my intention for today is to give you a little bit of a life update. I want to share some pretty significant shifts that are happening for me within because my guess is, again, based on history of solos in the past that if I'm going through this, then perhaps you are, and maybe I will give it more context or texture or reference where it's it can provide a little bit more clarity uh, for you on your path um, and, or it's just, you know, nice to hear from one another, right? So I'm imagining that we're sitting in a circle <laughs> and it's my turn to share. And I probably go on past what you normally would in an in-person circle, but it is my show. And so I have the mic in the moment and... What I wanted to share is that while it's very clear that everything that is happening on the external, on the macro, on the global stage, right, it is an absolute reflection of what is happening in the collective consciousness of humanity. Now, how is there a solve? What is the solution? I mean, what is the way out of this? It's only through and it's grounding into our bodies through our hearts. This is what I've come to know. This is my experience and my opinion. So, a clear and connected channel, obviously, to be able to feel maybe what we haven't always wanted to see. So, first being able to see it, then to be with it, to feel it in order to heal it. And that is also what is happening on the external. And it's uncomfortable to see what's showing up, right? The wars, the it's, it's really, really, really horrifying to see it. And at the same time, we're also witnessing, seeing uh, it becomes so much more clear that our government and media and school system and medical system, for the most part, is completely corrupt, right? But at the same time, so are our own thoughts and beliefs and patterns and ways of being in the world based on a false narrative that is a story that is internal, that is also corrupt, And so I say all that because we kind of know these things, but do we really know? these things? Do we know them? In other words, are they fully integrated and embodied? And that has been what the last many months of my journey has brought me to in this next season, if you will, of peeling back some of the most dense layers that were so hard to see, totally locked in blind spots. And I would have had no reference Uh, on even how to discover this. And so the very fact that this was so kind of wild for me to say the least, and I consider myself to be really self-aware and definitely devoted to that path and all of that. It's what I teach. It's how I guide in all the ways in which I do. And then of course share on this show. But if it was that hard for me to see and to begin to connect those dots, then I imagine that this could potentially be helpful for some of you listening to be able to see this for yourselves in a way that could be useful and hopefully transformative. So just to kind of circle back, and I'm gonna bop around on the timeline known as my life, uh, just to give reference. And so I want to take you back to summer of this year. It was June 13th, that's actually my birthday, and it's kind of fun and funny and very poignant that it happened on my birthday in this life. So I caught COVID for the first time. And uh, two days later, it was June 15th. And I mean, I was so laid out, it was really scary. And at one point it was like, am I going to make it? Like it was one of those t- types of moments. And in the middle of the night, in the middle of the sweats and the chills and the whole thing, and I think I was changing out my sheets and then I laid back down on my bed. And I was just completely surrendered and basically just like heart wide open, please help me. And I was alone and it was also, I think the middle of the night, I may have just said that, but just to give some reference. And all of a sudden I got a very clear image of what I can now look back on. And I I knew it even then, but I was kind of questioning it, but I I sensed that it was my soul. Presenting and basically begging me to quit the cigarettes that I had also picked up during the lockdowns as a way to cope and soothe an over anxious nervous system. And I had smoked on and off my whole life, mostly on by like 35 years. Picked them up at 14 years old, had a couple years here and there where I didn't smoke, a year here and there, that kind of thing. But for the most part, this was my, my, soothing companion and the way that I excused it in my lower density mind anyway, was that it was grounding for me. And truth is, is tobacco is a highly sacred plant. Some would call it the most sacred plant, uh, on the planet, uh, it's very grounding, very healing, very medicinal. But that's tobacco—the tobacco pure plant. Not all the poisons and chemicals and toxins they put in cigarettes. Totally different thing. Um, but I was not smoking just pure tobacco. I would—I'd call it sneaking the cigarettes. And even that, it was kind of like fun to sneak, right? Nobody saw, nobody knew. I would do it at night. Um, and do a few in the row, sometimes four or five in a row. <laughs> and that was like my time with me. It was my time to escape all the things. And I again had convinced myself that I needed that in this time to ground and hey, it's no big deal. It doesn't alter my mind. It doesn't change my consciousness. I'm still sober. Um, it doesn't change my thinking. So those were the ways in which I allowed it to continue to be my permission slip. But I knew even a year and a half before I ultimately quit on that day. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. I knew that this was not my path, and especially as I embarked on the path of awakening, I knew this was like that last little bit of anything on the physical, any coping mechanism on the external was going to inhibit, dilute, and diminish my ability to fully awaken, and that was the path that I had become devoted to. So of course, my soul had to show up in the way it did, and that's a whole other story, That's so fantastical that it's almost impossible to believe that it could be true. But because you tune into fire and soul and because we speak about our multidimensionality, I'll just leave it at that, that like, it was amazing. So my soul comes in and basically begs me to quit. I'm lying there on my back, tears streaming down my face, cheeks, because I did not want it to be true. I did not want to have to surrender, but I knew because even... Like I had just mentioned about a year and a half prior, I was given a clear message from what I know as my higher self, that if I didn't, I would die. So there's that. But I continued. That's how strong these things are. We know, but we don't do, right? Oftentimes. Until, until we maybe have a moment with our soul or we hit... You know, a threshold where we are forced. And I didn't want to get to that point. And I'm so grateful that my soul showed up that night and said, it's, it's time. You've got to quit basically begging me. And I was just like, tears, streaming down my cheeks. Like, do I have to? And my soul said, please. And just, you know, lo- just drew out, please. And that sounds so like unbelievable, but it was true. And so I just knew that would be it for this life and never again. On the one hand, I was really ecstatic and excited and felt temporarily liberated, right? Um, and on the other hand, it was like, oh my God, this is real. Now the gift of COVID, obviously, because I, I went through it and it was so intense for about three weeks. Uh I, there's no way I could have cigarettes with my limited lung capacity at that point point. Uh, and just being able to barely catch a breath while I was enduring that, you know, virus working through me or whatever was happening in order for me to just be able to be with the real me, to find the real me, to discover the truest version of myself. So I'm grateful for that. Well, once that sort of pink cloud went by and we're back to reality and, you know, the to-do list and all the things, of course, I had the desire to smoke. It was super strong. Um, because it was always my punctuation mark, whether it was a celebratory moment or a moment of despair and grief, the cigarette was there, albeit I would wait until the week, to the, the evening, but I knew I had that to look forward to. I'm just being really straight up with you because I imagine there's something in your life that you could be looking at that might be similar. But there's a bigger point to this that's going to bring us to a beautiful moment of reconciliation with our truest self if you are willing to walk the path. So that's the invitation here as you listen to this solo. So I did not indulge and I still haven't. And I don't believe that I ever will again in this life. And I'm really grateful to be aware of that. However, so those first couple months go by and it's definitely like intense at times. For the most part, I get through it. But I'm also simultaneously noticing that I'm having some interesting thoughts and or opinions and some interesting judgments and some criticisms that felt really out of bounds for self and for others. I was just like really attached to certain concepts and ideas and judgments and separation and more duality. And of course, this is all at the same time that more wars are breaking out and what's going on in Israel just started and what had just happened in Maui and it just happened. So, so much energy and activity that was so hard to be with and continues to be hard to be with on any level, right? If you are an un- <laughs> conscious at all. And I also knew the reason I was having a lot of these thoughts is because that's how it works, right? What we're watching play out on the macro is playing out on the micro, and we can see all of that once we and once we can, you can't unsee it so therein lies the opportunity for the real work. But as I was noticing all these thoughts, they felt actually really immature, and so then other thoughts would come of like come up of like am I mean? <laughs> right? Mean to myself, mean to others. Just maybe these things don't get say, said out loud or maybe they do, but just like, wow, what is happening here? Well, then fast forward to, I'm preparing to go to a plant medicine uh, retreat weekend, heart opener, not a big ayahuasca or anything like that. It was supposed to be like com- to experience complete bliss in the heart. And I was like, yeah, that I need that. And I had actually wanted to sit with this group for about a year and a half, ever since I'd heard, heard about them. They only come into LA, um, every once in a while. So I got on the list and it was time for me to go. Well, the day before they sent out their, uh, pre-ceremony suggested guidelines. And there was an opportunity to do some, um, intention-setting pre-journey work. And in my experience now of having sat in so many of these types of retreat experiences, that is where my real work begins, right? As it does for many who are really intentional and really sincere about wanting to put everything into it so that you can get the most out of it, right? Just to be completely raw and real about our lives so that we can get fully present to what wants to be seen, known, felt, healed, integrated, embodied, liberated the whole journey. So some of the suggestions on this document were to get clear on the intentions that we were bringing in. And maybe it was more than one intention, but suggestions were, could be around career or purpose or health or relationships and, or finances and abundance and all of that. And, yeah, of course I could find anything in any of those categories if I really looked, but for the most part, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good, right? Like I don't smoke. My body is pretty lean. I'm, I'm, I'm in a really good place with my work and my mission and it feels deeply meaningful and it's making such a big impact. And I'm receiving beautiful reflections and I'm, ah, it's just feeling really connected in a lot of relationships. Yeah, there were a few for sure that also showed up in the time of COVID and all of that was going on in June. Three relationships with women that are important in my life showed up to, to be healed on a lot of levels. And so that was going on and some of that was beginning to be resolved and or was already well on that pathway. So some of that was up for sure. Uh... But what my intention started to show me was how deeply I want to belong to myself and how much I want to know, know self-love. And I want to know my worth so deeply that nothing can sway me from my truth, my truth. Well, that's really nice to hear and good to say, But without the actual authentic integration of that, it's meaningless. And, and so that was where the inquiry was taking me on, on this particular day. And believe me, ego wanted to distract, wanted to pick up the phone, wanted to go to YouTube and watch someone else say something else and feed my mind with much more information instead of just listening, just listening and so instead i decided to be really dedicated and i did not let the pen leave the paper on my journal book and i just allowed what wanted to come through and it definitely was all around i wanted to know my self worth and it was like okay well what what is in the way of that and then all of a sudden i was taken back to being 14 years old And at 14 is when a lot of life shifted for me. And I wouldn't say in a bad way or in a negative way or anything like that, because I now know better, it truly does all belong. And so I definitely made some life decisions at 14 years old that would change the trajectory of my life until I began my awakening journey. And my awakening journey really began on some level, at Date With Destiny in 2017. And that was when this podcast was born. The idea anyway, it took about six months for it to actually come to life. That's when my coaching and training business got inspired, although that didn't actually begin to manifest until spring of the next year. So that would have been 2018. A gentle interruption with a really beautiful opportunity. I have an invitation to extend to only four of you, whomever may be listening at this point. There are four seats that remain open for our Soul Essence Retreat. This is coming up in April of 24. And I really want you to head on over and just check it out to michelle-sorrow.com forward slash Soul Essence Retreat hi. It's also on the tab called Experiences. This is a nature-inspired retreat experience in coming home to yourself, your true self, your soul's essence, your unique gifts, and how that will inform every area of your life, your leadership, your love, is transformational. And I say that not because I'm just saying it, but because I have now been witness to so many of the testimonials that I was not present for when they were being recorded, nor did I see until actually about a month after uh, they were sent to me. And then I had Mark, my uh, pod and video editor, Uh, put them into like 90-second clips. And so what's on the site now is so beautiful. And that's shared from our past retreat members' experiences. I'm also happy to let you know that we have, I think 90% of the women that are coming again, or that are coming in April, have come before. And that, my friend, says everything. This is like a reboot, a reconnect, a replenishing on the deepest soul level that's also a ton of fun and joyful and deep and I'm I just would love to have you there if it calls this is a special opportunity to connect in person to connect with nature to give back to mother earth and to remember who you really are you will leave feeling so full Brimming with love and joy and gratitude, and be deeply connected to these women that are on this path with you, on the path of awakening, growth minded, heart centered, beautiful souls. So, if this piques your curiosity, definitely head on over to Michelle Sorrow dot forward slash Soul Essence Retreat. Oh, hi. I'm excited to meet you there. But back to 14 years old, when I made some life decisions that would change me for three and a half decades and look like a big detour, but I now know all perfectly leading me to this moment. There's no such thing as ever being behind. We wake up when we wake up, right? And so that's when I started smoking cigarettes. I wanted to belong and the kids that I thought were cool, right? that matched more of where my nervous system was. That's what they were doing. They were also drinking some alcohol and ditching school. So I left my very healthy minded circle of friends and peer group for a very unhealthy or toxic group, which by the way, no judgment, no shame on them or me. It was just where we were gravitating toward because of where we were on the internal. And so the internal was this young girl, 14 years old, also at that same time as when, uh, I developed severe body dysmorphia, and that's just because, again, I didn't have a strong sense of self, much less any sense to source any sense of connection with source. So no wonder I didn't have any sense of true belonging. So it was just kind of, you know, aimless and and seeking and searching for anyone to validate me, and oftentimes, well, all the time, that was external. And so that's when some of those behaviors and patterns came on and there was no emotional maturity. There was absolutely no capacity to even be in authentic relating, right? Especially like when you're a young girl and I'm imagining that you can relate like so insecure, our bodies are changing, right? We're growing hair in places, like we're developing in other places and our hormones are, are coming on. We're getting our period, like so much is going down and I, uh, you know, was making those life changes. And so I ended up arresting in that natural development, which is really common for an adolescent and what I could see in this day of journaling in present time, adulthood, womanhood, and a woman who's done a lot of really beautiful, deep work, a lot of really honest work, um, that that was a place that I was still stuck in some ways and with certain people, especially karmic relationships, and and not always, FYI, I had already really begun the deep healing journey with my mother the year before. I'm talking about present time. My father, that spawned in the spring of this year, and that's so beautiful. It's like a completely different experience. And my sister, my younger brother, my older brother, my relatives, like you got to start right with you, me, and then our immediate family and do the real healing work there. Even if we're not in communication, all that beautiful healing and integration and forgiveness and letting go and all of that. And then we move into, okay, purpose and friendships and livelihood and work and health and all that. At least this has been my journey and this is what so many of the people that I follow and admire and respect, it's been their journey as well. So I'm just kind of following in the footsteps, but you can't make this happen or I didn't know how to self-initiate. It just came on when it was time to come on and when I now know my higher self knew I was ready. So I had quit the smoking on June 15th, we're now basically in early November, and I'm beginning to see that all that, what felt insane of like the mind being so noisy and so loud, which by the way, is only an echo and a reflection of what is happening on the macro, right? And I'm now finally, for the first time in my entire life, able to connect it back to at 14 years old, when that's where it got stumped. So then I spent the next many hours sobbing, weeping, uh, praying, connecting, cleansing, clearing, purifying, anything and everything that was coming to the surface that needed to be healed in my journey from 14 years old to current day. And so that path of true forgiveness, true compassion, true oneness mindset and, and energetics overtook me. And I was just left with just feeling so surrendered and exhausted for sure emotionally, but so connected, so much more connected to my truth because nothing was in the way. All of those deep, dense layers that I was willingly and courageously peeling back, revealing to me the innocence and the purity of, of who I really am. And I imagine that if you do that too, if you're willing to go back to being an adolescent and can you connect the dots of maybe some of your capacity to be in conversations that you might deem as confrontational today, but it's only because there hasn't been a capacity that has been developed because a healthy minded, secure attachment style, let's just say, hmm. and maybe that is you. But in moments compromised, right, when you're stressed or non-resourceful or when you're really clear and sober, because that makes a big difference. I'm talking about when we are clean and sober, right, clear-minded. Those conversations would just be looked at as like we're communicating, we're connecting, we're listening to one another, we're building rapport, we're building connection. So it's a completely different mindset to not be afraid of it, to not be afraid of anything, to not be afraid to take a look at what's happening inside our bodies, what's been stored and stuck maybe since 14 years old. And by the way, my love, it all belongs. It all belongs. Just like everything that's happening on the macro, I truly believe, I know with every fiber of my being, and I may not get to see it in my life. But at some point in the future, we're going to look back and know that everything that's coming to the light right now on the collective global scale had to show up in that way in order for us to get fully present to it, right? And think about how much has come to light. Maybe not for everyone walking the planet, but there's such a shift in perception of seeing just how corrupt so many things are. So this is the time where we get to get present with ourselves. And so going back to our adolescence can be really helpful. Now I had already gone back to four or five, six years old, and I'm sure there's more work there, but it was so interesting. Like I could do the work from birth to like being a young girl, but it was like adolescent years where I, I hadn't actually been asked or it hadn't been time to go back until most recently. So I take all my high intention work into the journey the very next day and I sit in the circle and everyone's sharing their intentions and it's all over the, you know, just got a wide range of intentions. And I just said out loud, I want to walk in the hand of Christ consciousness into the field of divine mother's love. I knew what that meant for me. I didn't expect or anticipate anyone else to get it. And there were a few that definitely didn't but there were some that did. And it didn't matter who did or who didn't. But for me, it was just like anyone who's going to be handing out whatever flower essence or medicine that I'm given tonight, that is my intention. I want to bask in unconditional love. And I'm happy to say that's all I got for like six or seven hours. That was the the most magical healing experience. But if I hadn't done all that deep work the day before, completely sober, sitting in my home, on my couch, refusing to be distracted, even though the phone was calling, 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 barking at me, right? I just stayed with myself. Miracles arrived miracles showed up, miracles that were always there for me to claim. And so the invitation here from me to you is are you willing and will you be willing to be courageous enough to go back to any moment where you're like, I cannot think about that. Can you allow for it all to belong and to be with it so that you can feel it in order to heal it? And maybe there will be a moment a forgiveness for self and or anyone else that might be in the scene. Perhaps you'll find it useful like I did to go back and edit the scene as if I could do it all over and what I would do differently. Oh, that was so beautiful to experience, even including taking that first cigarette to my lips, right? Or trying it, and realizing I was coughing and hacking and be like, not for me. Mm-hmm. Thinking to myself, I love myself too much for that, right? And then we weave those threads into our present day. And what else are we doing? The patterns, the behaviors that we would really love not to be stuck in the grips of. And oftentimes it's because we've exiled a part of ourselves at a young age when that began that coping mechanism, that escapism, that suppression, that numbing out, out of survival, right, to the egoic mind. I didn't know how to be because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to show up in life at all. So I took the lower vibrational route. And any sort of addiction at all is the lower vibrational route. And what's happening right now is we are being asked to rise up to remember who we are and to rewire those neural pathways and the actual physical experience, right? Like a deep healing in our body where all of those memories and all of those instances and scenes are stored, which is why this time of ascension can only happen through grounding into our body through our hearts. And when we do, we get to actually live, not just for six, seven hours on a... Heart opening journey. We get to live in the realm of Divine Mother's love and Christ consciousness, which is unconditional love and acceptance and compassion and forgiveness. And so this is a holy quest for sure. And everything slows down and you can see everything so clearly, not only about your own journey, but for everyone else too. And so where I am currently, hmm, is just being really devoted to doing everything I can to stay connected to that state because it is my true essence. It's yours as well. And anything other than that is a lie. It's an illusion. And so as we continue to awaken to the deeper dimensions, the deeper layers that we bravely peel back. We get to meet ourselves in new ways. And it's so incredible to be here now and to get to share in this vibration with you. And I actually want to, I want to leave you with um, something that I'd shared in an email that I sent out. So if you're on my list, you've probably read this and, or if we're connected on social, I know I shared this, but I wanted to offer up a reintroduction and it's, it's not, it actually I wrote this before this heart opening ceremony but it's for me I wanted to reconcile the parts of me that have felt a little bit split in these past two plus years as I have pivoted this podcast to share exclusively on the path of awakening while knowing that at the heart of what I do for work, not who I am, not who I be, but how I show up and how I serve in this life is I help a lot of people activate their gifts into their expression, right? Whether it's a book or a podcast or a course or a program or in-person retreats or all the ways in which, you know, if if you're wanting to utilize your gifts to 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 help, to serve, uh, to transform, that's what I do. But I was feeling this interesting energetic around how do those two areas, like what I talk about here and the deep healing work and the path that I'm on internally, that very much is more of like the 5D, right? But very much on the 3D planet and living in this world and needing to continue to live in it because this is our reality. But knowing that we're choosing different timelines and different dimensions within in those timelines, and that we get to have whatever we choose and make it be whatever we want, honestly. But we got to do the deep work. There is no bypassing on this on the highest level. And believe me, the, the consciousness that I'm around these days, it's like you can see it. You can sense it miles away. You don't even need to be in physical proximity. You know where someone is living in their nervous system, in their body, even if they're able to access being in their body. And I personally want to be in the totality of mine, right? So I can own my experience as an adult, as a woman, while honoring my divine inner child and all the parts of me that I had exiled in shame and guilt and regret and all that into the, the wholeness of who I am that brought me to this moment because it all belongs. So therefore, I want to share a little bio that I wrote that kind of encapsulates this just to kind of give you a little bit more perspective of my journey and where I'm embarking uh, in 2024 because there's a lot of really exciting things going down that um, a lot of it will be shared with you here. Uh, So here it goes. In one aspect of my life, I'm a former TV retail host with $222 million in live sales turned seven figure transformation mentor and host of the fire and soul podcast. I've helped thousands of bright souls make the impact of their dreams and generate over 20 million in revenue. My clients include globally known celebrities and brands, Olympic athletes, and a U.S. presidential candidate and high-profile collaborations with Dave Asprey, Jack Canfield, and Tony Robbins. I'm also the co-founder of a company called The Podcast Accelerator, where we have helped 200 people birth their podcast into the world, and we run a podcast mastermind for well over two years now. And in another aspect of my life I'm a retreat leader circle keeper and spiritual guide after experiencing a profound awakening in 2021 I bring a consciousness a conscious and compassionate capacity to hold deeply impactful retreats and group experiences The process of shedding the labels and peeling back the layers on the path to healing in my own life continues to provide me with a deep understanding of the importance of self-discovery and self-love. This personal growth has inspired me to venture into holding circles of women in retreats and creating transformative experiences that remind women of their true essence because I intimately understand the power of resilience and the strength that lies within Each of us. And at the end of the day, where I really am on this is understanding that the journey inward is the highest calling. And so while I have amazing opportunities to even work with me, for example, in the Magnetic Creator Mastermind, which is a six month journey for women only, where you will bring your one creative venture. That's just got you so excited and feeling so alive. But maybe you don't have the strategy or maybe even some of the the beliefs could be holding you back. That's designed to get you into action and to have your project out into the world by the end of the journey in six months, which would be June. By the way, there's two spots that are open in that journey. The women are amazing, that are already uh, have already decided that this is for them. So if you are curious about that, you can head on over to michelle Sarrow.com forward slash magnetic creator mastermind. You'll also get a spot, a one day VIP a spot at my upcoming Soul Essence Retreat experience in Ojai, California in April of 24. But as I really think about the exciting projects that I'm working on um, and the opportunities that that have come my way, it's the inner unlocking, unlocking. It's that inner awakening. It's the peeling back the layers and the labels that will allow us to step into owning our gifts and expressing and sharing our truth. And that is at the heart of everything that I am on the planet for as a steward of moving forward into the frequency of new earth and oneness and the highest and best for all. So I just wanted to share that because that's kind of where I'm, well, it's not kind of, it's where I am very much connected to my heart to my body, and to the mission pulling me forward. And I'm so excited about this now moment, and I'm not attached to anything in regards to metrics and outcomes and all of that. I just know I'm on the path that I'm meant to be on, and I know that there's no way I could know that so deeply without any shadow of a doubt, if I wasn't willing to let go of the cigarettes and all the things that would dilute me from that truth, then to take a look at all of the thoughts and the beliefs and the opinions and the judgments and all of that, to be with that, to alchemize that with such love and compassion. To be here, and there's more, don't get me wrong, there's always more, but it feels good to be here. And so if this has served you and your journey to have you perhaps see things from a different perception or lens of perspective or open something in you that you would like to share with me and reflect back, by all means, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me everywhere on all the socials at Michelle Sorrow, a DM from you will always be welcome. So with that, my friend, I will leave you with one final um, honoring. Uh, It All Belongs comes from a dear friend of mine. She is a photographer, also a retreat leader and medicine woman. Her name is Anastasia Shamluck, and she lives in canada and i saw that somewhere either an instagram post or on her site or something but i didn't even know what she was referencing i just knew that it does all belong so please know that every part of your journey belongs just like mine does there is no part that needs to be exiled and the more that we do the more that we delay a complete remembrance and awakening to our truth our divine spark So let's get to it, my love. (laughs) All right. Thank you for tuning in. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com podcast.com. Thanks for listening.